before the king, you know, when somebody who serves you a glass is serving you with a sad face, you can even fear to drink that glass. Eh? You say, what has changed? And then this, if you are physically normal, and uh, you say there's no problem with your health, then this must be a disease of the heart, a sickness of the heart or the soul. And then that's the point now when he said, oh, the city lies in ruin. What? And then the decree was given. You can catch that. We can follow that and catch it, right? Hallelujah. And so he goes on here. He says, six, he says seven, seven sevens and sixty-two sevens. Those are sixty-nine. Then he says, it will be built with streets and a trench, but in time of trouble, after sixty-two sevens, the anointed one will be put to death. You see that now? So after the 62 sevens, the anointed one will be put to death. So the 62 sevens will come, as you are going to see shortly, and the Lord is going to touch Kedude. He is going to touch the button and pause it. 62 sevens will arrive. Instead of running it into the 70th, he will touch the button. And he says, in there things will take place. Hallelujah. Because he says, the anointed one, the Messiah, will now be put to death. So he begins to roll out the events of the church right in there. That's why the church is a mystery. Right? The church and the rapture of the church are a mystery. Because in there, he is now rolling out a cascade of the church, which was not in the picture. And we are going to see very clearly here, that God never blesses two programs, the Lord Yahweh. He never blesses two programs at the same time. Never. Not at all. He does not do that. When he's blessing Israel, when he's running the program on Israel, that time he's running the program on Israel. And when the Lord now turns to the church, because Israel has not received the Messiah, he has taken a detour and gone to Tyre, and a Canaanite woman has said the words he was longing for for Israel to say to him. The Canaanite woman has said, Lord, my Lord, son of David. She has positively identified him. Then the mission was diverted now. But he still talks there, no, I was only sent to the lost ship of Jacob, right? He still talks like that, but she cries on and on, and then he begins administration. The mission is diverted. Operational changes during the theater. Operational changes. Hallelujah. It's a terrible thing. What you're going to see today is powerful. It's a terrible thing to reject the Messiah. If there's something that will come out today, it's really a terrible thing for one to reject the Messiah. What you go through is called horrendous. Unbelievable. And those among you that go through uh, process through that terrible might be few that make it. Because you let us see that only one third will pass through. Hallelujah. But then he's talking big things here, right? He's now saying that uh, inside there now, after 69 sevens, the clock is going to be stopped. Because he's saying after 69 sevens, the anointed one, the Messiah, the ruler, comes. You see, you see that? It's there will be seven sevens and 62 sevens. It will be rebuilt with the trenches and everything. Verse 26. After the 62 sevens. So you look at this now. He's talking about 62 sevens, but you have to add the other seven. Right? To make 69. 
right? Because he simply divided into seven sevens and sixty-two sevens. Then he's saying that after these two sixty-two sevens, meaning total from beginning is what sixty-nine. Then he says the Messiah. After that, the Anointed One. That is the Messiah. Will be put to death, and he will have nothing. Which is true. He's saying he is not taking the kingdom at that time, and that is the main source of controversy. Are we together? Because they thought, they even asked him on the mountain, Lord, are you at this time going to establish the kingdom of Israel? He said, not at all. So they thought he was coming to establish the kingdom. But now in the prophetic timeline, the millennial kingdom comes later. Right? So, this is the cross, and he says he will have nothing, because he goes now to the Father. But look at this now. He is still seated on the throne, ruling a spiritual kingdom. He's our king, right? Hallelujah. Yes, he's our king, but it's a spiritual kingdom. That's why there he says he will still have nothing, because he doesn't take the kingdom right there and then. He will come later, right? I just want to run through this, because we have such a big cascade ahead of us here. We have, in fact, we have so much, we might end at midnight tonight. So he's saying, very clearly here, he says, um, put to death, and you will have nothing. The people of the ruler that will come will destroy the city and his sanctuary. Now he introduces another principle, another host, another personality. The people of the ruler that shall come. Now that one we know so well is referring to the Antichrist, right? So we're going to handle that very well. We'll open it up for you. But now he's saying that will come his people will destroy the sanctuary. But that has been spoken so much. You remember when uh, Gabriel comes to speak with me, sent by the Lord, he says, come in to destroy the house. In other words, abomination that causes desolation. When I saw the two beasts entering the tribulation temple. You remember Jesus himself, when he came to really now talking about uh, talking about end-time prophecy, end-time events, he mentioned abom- that when you see the abomination that causes, that's like a tip-off point, right? Which I'm going to look at today. That's serious. That's going to be very serious. Even Jesus himself referring to that time. In other words, that's a serious instruction for you as a church. The Lord is telling you, don't dare. Uh, don't try. Even Jesus himself stepped forward and said, that would be the worst time in the entire earth he created. You really want to avoid that time, right? The Lord Jesus himself said that would be the worst time in the whole earth since creation, meaning you've seen many bad times, the Holocaust, Al-Qaeda, whatever, all this terror and everything, third world, I mean, first world war, second world war. He said, forget about that. That would be the worst in all creation. And then he says, and there will not be another again like that. Ah, you don't want to be there, right? That is serious. That is now very serious. And that's why we're having this conversation, right? And so, in looking at that, then he says, he says very clearly here, that the people of the ruler who will come will destroy the city and the sanctuary. Today you are going to see that. I'm going to walk with you through that, and you'll see when Jerusalem will be surrounded, attacked, and Jerusalem will fall, unfortunately. Will fall. And then how the Messiah comes in, right? Are we together? 
Again, the good news is that it all ends with victory. Hallelujah. And so he says here, he said, the end will come like a flood. War will continue until the end. And desolations have been decreed. Verse 27 says, He will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. In the middle of the covenant, He will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And says, And at the temple, He will set up the abomination, an abomination that causes desolation. Until the end that is decreed is poured out on Him. This is very powerful. He has said so much right there, right? So all of a sudden, in verse 27, it's as though he has pressed the button again, the clock is counting now. Because now he's taking the last week. We have reached 69, then he's now running one more seven. So there is an interlude there. Something has happened. The Messiah has come and died and resurrected, right? The church has been now admitted into the covenant, a new covenant, right? That's right there. And then as you follow, there are many things that happen there. And he says that now this ruler comes that will come to destroy. And that ruler will have a covenant with many. Many is Israel. With many. Many they will have prospered at the time. As you see the population and everything. So many, look at this now. When he has that covenant for the last seven, the 70th week of Daniel, then he says, in the middle of it all, so the covenant of peace. So this is very serious. What you see in your news right now, right? What you see in your news right now is very serious. It's pointing towards the fact that there will be a need for a peace treaty. Right? Not even so. More than that, rather. Israel is already at the center of the news. Right? And that tells you very soon the Lord may just be focusing on the redemption of Israel, right? He has already brought Israel to the center of the earth. I mean, rather conversation. So, this is very powerful because he's saying many things. Let me just summarize this for you. In the last one, verse 27, you hear him saying that a covenant, meaning the tribulation may not necessarily begin when, uh, when the rapture takes place. Because you can see very clearly, he has come in there, the cross has been established, he has died and resurrected, the church has been admitted in there, but ever since the clock was stopped until now, it's thousands of years, more than 2,000, right? And he has not yet restarted the clock for the 70th week of Daniel. So in there, many things are happening, and then there's going to be the rapture of the church. Because when he's pressing the button and running the 70th week, already you have run into what? The tribulation. Because he's saying the tribulation only begins when? When a pen touches paper. Covenant. Right? Meaning, he has to come up, he has to rise and take dominion, take leadership over nations. I'm going to open up for you a little bit more today. And then, once he has pronounced himself with authority, then now, because of the desperate nature of the situation in the world, people want a ruler to take charge, yeah? Then at that time, he takes charge and he brings them into a peace treaty. But let me tell you one thing. I'm, I'm going to share that later, but let me jumpstart it here. Let me just go ahead of myself here. I can tell you that I think, because of what you said here, you said sacrifice, the middle of the last seven, 
three and a half, three and a half, right? In the middle, he says, he will set up the abomination that causes desolation. He says, he will stop sacrifice. Meaning, there will be a temple. Israel will, right now they don't have a temple. I to reject the Messiah is bad. Ay, ay, ay. It's bad to reject the king. That's terrible to reject the king. Right now, the very place where the I, I, I. That is serious. There is a temple that is built. And I strongly believe that the way that is going to convince them into this peace treaty, this is a peace treaty between Israel and the Arab world, right? And the Arabs, you can see. Even from your news. That even tells you it is drawn nigh, right? But from the way it is sitting there, you can tell, because they have a temple now, you can tell there is going to be a little trade-off that if you do this, will allow you to build a temple where? I don't know whether they will share the same place. Because I was telling the Lord one day that when you take me there, let me just strike that mosque with an earthquake. Right? Okay, you, I told you, the Old Testament people are here. <laughs> you remember I told you about the pangas, eh? Of just running and slashing the shoulders, shoulders, eh? A hundred people in 20 minutes, as others are slashing others, the Messiah is slashing others. But it's not like that. He has power, right? He says, their eyes will melt in the sockets. Their tongues, before you even do anything, the Messiah finishes the war. In fact, nobody ever fights the Messiah. You cannot. So you hear people there saying, go strike it. Go strike it now. No, no, please. <laughs> the Old Testament people, right? The wrath people. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you can tell very clearly that there will be a, there will be a temple. And the way it might work you can now almost design that they will be told you, be, you can now build the temple. They, and then there will be trade-off and what and signing. You understand? This animosity you see on news here, this violence going on, this the prophecy I gave, you see fulfilled in Israel, it is serious. It's a countdown. It's a rollout. Hallelujah. So you need to be very careful, blessed people. So anyhow, he raises that here. Again, verse 27, very clearly. He says, he says that, uh, uh, let me get it. He says, verse 27, that he will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. That's the last seven. In the middle of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering, meaning there will be a temple. Israel will have his own temple built. Okay? Okay, I need to, this ahead of us here. I need to move on. And at the temple, he will set up the abomination that causes desolation until the end that he decreed is born on him. So I don't want to overdo this because uh, this is really very powerful. And so the Lord is simply saying, we are looking at the kingdom. Remember that? Don't lose, don't lose direction, right? We are looking at the glorious kingdom of God, the zero countdown in context. Where does the rapture sit? as we are going this way, the bigger picture, so that we can say we were right. Thank God we are here because it ends like this. Because there is a constant battle between wickedness and righteousness, between holiness and sin, evil, between the Lord himself and the enemy. 
So I said it will pay us so well if we can look at how does this thing end. And then that will make us stand stronger. Because what we have seen in Daniel chapter 2, 44, 45, is that finally the Lord wins. Jesus wins. So your role is simply to join the winning team, right? And be there and stay there. Hallelujah. That's why we are doing this, right? Before we handle the rapture and death. Okay? And so, let's read real quick the book of Romans chapter 11, 25, which he uses to set out also another chronology of timeline. Romans 11:25. real quick, blessed people, I know that we need to be moving faster. Romans 11:25. If you don't mind. It says the following. I do not want you to be ignorant of this mystery, brothers and sisters, so that you may not be conceited. Israel has experienced a hardening in part until the fullness of the number of the Gentiles has come in. Then when you read verse 26, it says, And in this way, all Israel will be saved. The deliverer will come from Zion, is written, as it's written, the deliverer will come from Zion. He will turn godlessness away from Jacob. And this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. That's very powerful. If you look at the distinction between verses 25 and 26. 25, he says that right now, there is going to be an end to the church age. This we are in is called the church age. He says it will finally come to an end. How? That the fullness of the number of the Gentiles. He's saying that the Gentiles will continue entering, but there is a number set by the Lord. And when that last person receives the Lord, the rapture will take place. The church is removed, and he will now enter the agenda for Israel. Remember, he doesn't bless two programs at the same time? So now, when the rapture is taken, the church is taken, then he says, and all Israel will be saved. Just be careful with the word all there, because he's talking about one third. As we will see in Zechariah chapter 7 on. I mean, uh, uh, chapter 13, rather, verses 7 and 13. And so, can we look at the steps towards that eternal kingdom? Can, can I read one more scripture on the eternal kingdom? The book of Matthew 21, 42, 43. Together, blessed people, real quick. Are we together? Still loving it, right? Very much, right? Matthew 21 now. That eternal kingdom we're handling, right? And then I'll give you a few steps that are going to happen in it, and you see where the rapture falls, right? Matthew chapter 21, 42, 43. Once you have read together. It says, Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it's a marvelous and it's marvelous in our eyes. He says, Therefore I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to people who produce his fruit. That is serious, blessed people. Very, very serious. That's extremely serious. He's talking to them and he's saying, No. He's talking about the kingdom right there. And he's saying that the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And so, and he's telling them very clearly 
that uh, is terrible to reject the Lord. It's terrible. And in 43 says, Then I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to people who will produce its fruit. So really, he's talking about Matthew chapter 8, 10 up to 12, when he says, Some will come to the east, some from the west, and they'll pass you by here. Enter and sit with your patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and have a meal in the kingdom of God. But those bonafide, those for whom the kingdom was meant, those who are supposed to be entitled to eat, he says, will be left outside and thrown in the darkness where they're weeping and gnashing of teeth. Serious stuff, right? Very serious matters on rejecting your hour of visitation. So anyhow, let's look at the steps towards that kingdom, step by step, or the chronology, if you will, and see where the rapture falls. Now, Malachi chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, he promises that preparers of the way to that kingdom would appear. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Are we now starting to walk towards reality? And the goosebumps and realize, we are now with the kingdom, right? Yeah. And then, Revelation chapters 2 and 3, the church age sets in. We saw very clearly when we read that key. We said the key to end time prophecy is Daniel chapter 9, 24 to 27. And we saw that after six to nine weeks, Akabuza Kedude, he touched a button, a pause button. And in there, he did so much. The Messiah came and died, resurrected, delivered the church, and then the church age ran on before the 70th week starts, which means rapture will have happened. So he says there is the church age. Revelation chapters 2 and 3. And you are going to see the role of the Messiah in these things. You will see the centrality of Jesus in the entirety of what we are going to handle. Do you need some water, my daughter from Sao Paulo? We will give it to you. Do you have water? You, thank you. It's good you stayed. Oh, I, actually, I was crying to the Lord that you should stay. <laughs> because I said, no, she should just stay here and capture it, right? And take it there. No, we are happy to have all of you here. To have you, my daughter from Sao Paulo, and all of you. So, Macharia will arrange some dinner for you people here so that we can host you people, right? Those who have remained. I mean, is that in order? Or I'm violating protocols and... Uh, trampling down on set orders and standards. Huh? It's very much in order. I'm allowed to do unto thee what my heart thinketh. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is family, right? So very serious. Isn't the key to end time prophecy? Is Daniel chapter 9. Verses 24 all the way to what? 27. And in there, you see he mentions the Old Testament, the six, nine weeks. And in the six, nine weeks, he says the church is not mentioned. No wonder the church becomes a mystery. And then in the process, he's saying, wow, that God never mixes two programs. When he's handling the program for Israel, he does the program for Israel. When he's handling the program for the church, he handles the program for the church. And you can see it's been 2,000 years. He said, he's going to prepare a place for you. The earth was prepared in six, what? Days. How much more the stunning magnificence of the place he has prepared over all that time. Hallelujah. 
without reservation. And now you see the Messiah is involved in preparing a place for you. And he says, you too should be preparing the earth for that event, right? Hallelujah. So now, when you look at the steps involved towards the kingdom of God, number one, the preparers of the way must appear. Must appear. Okay, now look at this now. The imminency of his return is standard and given. It's unchanging law, unchangeable law. The imminency that he must come at an hour you least expect, the day you don't expect, an hour everybody least expects. Maybe to be World Cup football, what? Oh, okay, I don't want to say things. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> because all people will be this side, he come this side. Hallelujah, Muchunga Sana. Say, at an hour, the earth least expects. Oh! What hour is that? What is it that will be going on on the earth? For the whole earth to be offside. I don't want to say things, right? So he's saying here that that imminency, that suddenness of his coming at any moment, you don't know. That one is standard, is given, it's not negotiable. However, the season you can tell. There are certain events you can tell. He says, preparers will be in the scene. They'll call God no matter how modern the generation is. They'll call rain, my Lord. They will raise cripples. They will announce righteousness. They will say, I've seen the Messiah coming. Prepare the way. Hallelujah. So the season you can tell. So one of the steps on the way is the following. He says that, uh, and I want to bless Randy and Eugene, my team there, for the precious work they are doing for the Lord. Huh? Very powerful. My own sons. Today the Lord was speaking to me about them in the dream. And I was blessing them in the dream. <laughs> the Lord brought them for me to bless them in the dream. Very powerful. He said, blessed is he that the Lord speaks about, right? He said, Lord, speak even if it's a rebuke, it's okay. If you rebuke, then you will know that we are not in the right direction and change course, right? But the worst is the awful silence, right? Oh, when nobody's talking, that is bad, right? Hmm? Who wants silence? Do you want the awful silence? Not at all. You'd rather be rebuked. Then you know that, wow, God is concerned. God cares about you. Right? Hallelujah. And so he says the following. The preparers of the way, then he says the church age. The church age will be on. And then he says, Jesus also talked about the preparers of the way. Matthew 17, 11, he talks about the preparer of the way that will appear. And then, again, are we still together? Now I'm running down the countdown to the key events towards the kingdom. The steps to the kingdom of God. So we may see the centrality of rapture. He's saying the following, that the church age will be on, right? Revelation 2 and 3, which we've seen within uh, Daniel chapter 9, 24 to 27, right? After the 26, after 69 weeks, press the button, the church age is on. 
Then the next thing you realize, 27, verse 27, the 70th week. Meaning something has happened here. So much has happened. The Gentile church has come. The Messiah has died, as he said, and resurrected. Gone to glory. Did not take the kingdom at that time. But the church has been admitted from the Gentile world. And then the rapture must have happened for us to enter now that 70th week, right? So that's the church age. Between Pentecost and the rapture is the church age, right? So, then 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 to 18 is next. Okay, look at this now. Church age, preparers of the way, the church age that has a beginning must have an end. An end. And it says, the rapture is one of those hallmarks on the journey to the glorious kingdom of God. That is serious, right? Very serious. So that's First Thessalonians chapter 4, 13, 18. We're going to cover it larger next time. And he says, and then Daniel chapter 9, 27, the seven years of tribulation. Are, are you following me carefully here? Don't worry, I'm going to open it up. That's why I'm here today. I'm saying we are handling First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 to 18 in a big way as a foundational scripture, rolling out cascade of rapture, how it will unfold on that day, right? We'll handle it a big way. We'll handle death, resurrection, foundation of scripture, foundation of faith, and so forth, right? The value of the soul. What's the condition of the soul, the body, redemption of the body, and so forth. And then we'll move all the way up to eternity with Christ, eh? up to encourage one another. All that will be opened up bigger, right? However, He's saying very clearly, there's another, Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, 11, we saw, we'll handle that later, and then we'll handle 1 Corinthians 15, 50 to 58, and so forth. There are many scriptures of rapture we'll handle, right? But he's simply saying the following, that there are certain hallmark events that count down towards the kingdom. He's saying the church age, the preparers will come, and the church age, in as much as it began, must also come to an end. So the church age, and then the rapture of the church is one of those demarcations of the timeline towards the kingdom of God. So the rapture is very powerful in delivering the kingdom. It's there on the timeline. Are we together? And so, the next, so, so when he's, then next he says, uh, the tribulation. Daniel chapter 9, 27 says that's one of the major events. The 70th week of Daniel is one of the major hallmarks on the journey to the glorious kingdom of God. Are we still together? Hallelujah. And so that 70th week is divided into three and a half, three and a half, right? Revelation chapters 6 to 9, the first three and a half. Revelation chapters 15 to 16, the second half. And then the great tribulation is opened up a little more because Jesus alludes to it when you see the abomination that causes desolation, right? So Matthew chapter 21, so if somebody can now read for me, so I move a little faster. Matthew 24 verse 21. Jesus mentions it very clearly. The 70th week of Daniel. For then shall be great tribulation, mm -hmm. such 
such was not since the beginning of the world to this time no no ever shall be about the words of jesus yes my lord they are read yes my lord that is serious the lord jesus steps forward and talks the whole generation the whole world and he says the earth he created with the people of the earth that he created he tells them be careful i created the earth i created mankind i know everything before it happens i know all that has happened nothing escapes my memory nothing escapes my attention but i want to tell you one thing that there is a time coming there is a time coming that is the very worst the worst ever never ever seen before a terrible time like has never happened and will never come again the lord jesus himself stands up and says that should you take care about that time you must he saying avoid that time jesus himself steps forward and warns creation that to be a time of tribulation as has not happened before and will not repeat you want to be careful you want to that 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 day will come you can tell that that thing will happen right and that's why so the angel also that is him essentially the lord revealed to me in the dream he said concealed christ right remember the book of daniel 12 i think it's verse 5 when he stood up he that was above the water with the linen stood up lifted both hands and he swore by him that lives forever that it would be for a time times and half time that there is a three and a half years coming that would be unbearable jesus saying that should in the church fear that time should in the church prepare well and get out of here hallelujah very serious and then he says jeremiah chapter 30 verse 7 he now nails it down on whose it is what is the purpose of that time jeremiah 30 beginning verses 6 and 7 6 and 7 Jeremiah chapter 36 and 7 bless the people ask ye now and see whether a man doth travail with child ask yourself does a man ever give birth to a child then he says but why do i see these people holding their loins like this like this the, the, the amount of horror and terror and pain and suffering and tribulation that will happen yes ask yourself Have you ever seen a man give birth to a child? It's a woman that's supposed to hold the stomach. Oh, oh, give him birth like that. But he say he will see men in that stature. He will see men in that countenance, in that position, as though they are giving birth to, oh, oh, like this mouth open wide and yelling and out of control meaning helpless. That is serious. Shouldn't you fear at that time then? the most spoken about time spoken of he said ask yourself do a man be give back to a child can you read it again 